0: This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network.
1: The following contains mature subject matter, coarse language, intense situations, and is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. The sound of a voice it's at once calming nurturing and powerful we are defined by it within it we find our inspiration a beacon or even a warning bleeder's digest issue number one the whisper this story is called the whisper by spider one
2: i gotta be honest my childhood wasn't great I had a lot of problems. I don't think I said more than five words before I was ten. Challenged was the term I heard adults say to me on a regular basis. I think that was just kind of a kind way of saying, sorry kid, you're fucked. I was scared most of the time and lost. I didn't have any friends or siblings, just my parents who, surprisingly enough, were still together. I think they must have enjoyed beating the shit out of each other. That and the drinking kept them complacent enough to swim in their own ocean of misery for years. Unfortunately, I was the one who was drowning. So I kept to myself, got the shit kicked out of me at school on a daily basis and stared at the wall. Sometimes I'd watch TV and see those shows with happy families and nice houses and dogs and fucking whatever and they'd be like aliens to me, like literal aliens. The fucking Brady Bunch could have come down from Mars in a goddamn UFO and shot fire out of their asses and it would have related to them just the same, meaning not at all. I'm not telling you this to feel bad for me, but I don't want your sympathy. I'm sure there were plenty of kids who had it worse. There's a point to all this and I'll, I'll get to it eventually, or at least I think there's a point. All I know is that one day everything changed. I can't remember the first time i heard the whisper but i couldn't have been more than seven or eight what the fuck is the whisper good question well the whisper was exactly that a whisper of a voice would speak to me it was a woman's voice quiet reassuring not anything like i'd heard before certainly not like my mother's hell screech now this wasn't some voice in my head This was just like a real whisper, a physical presence. I could feel the warm air touch the side of my face as her words would spill into my ear. I remember trying to explain the whisper to my school counselor and then being told, imaginary friends are common with kids like me. Kids like me, fuck you. Against better judgment, I even tried to tell my dad about it. If I remember correctly, grow up pussy was his response. Actually, he he might not have been that nice about it. Whatever. Anyway, the whisper started simple enough. Little things like,
0: Hello, Danny.
2: Or, It's such a nice
0: day today, isn't it?
2: Stuff like that. I began to really enjoy hearing from her, and for the first time in my life, I had something to look forward to. The rest of my life was still a pile of shit, but at least I had a ghost or whatever the fuck it was whispering good morning to me. I guess beggars can't be choosers. After a while, I started to think she was looking out for me, trying to hook me up with shit. Like this one time, I was at the local convenience store, staring at a row of candy. Of course, I had no money, but fuck, I wanted that candy. Suddenly, in my ear, I hear,
0: Just take it. No one is looking.
2: I froze.
0: Danny, trust me. I'll protect you.
2: I was nervous, but I did it. I grabbed a candy bar, shoved it in my pocket, got the fuck out of there. I must have run four blocks before finding the courage to stop. But you know what? That candy bar was the best thing I had ever eaten. Shit like that became a regular thing. She would tell me when I could steal things, give me answers to teachers' questions, stuff like that. Then it changed. Things got a little heavier. I remember one day at school I was in the bathroom. Now, normally, I would avoid the school bathroom no matter what. I was a fucking idiot, but even I knew that nothing good ever happened in the school bathroom. Unfortunately, this was an emergency. It was either take my chances in the bathroom or shit my pants at school. It was a no-win situation, but even I knew shitting my pants at school would be the end for me. So there I was, trying to hustle this turd out as fast as I could before anyone else came in the bathroom, and bang, someone pounds on the stall door. Hey, Danny Diarrhea. That you in there? It was fucking Angelo Demetrius. This asshole tortured me at school daily. I hated him. Bang! Bang! He pounded again. I could hear other kids laughing, so I knew he wasn't alone. God damn it, this was hell. Don't forget to wipe your ass, Danny, diarrhea. I stayed quiet, hoping he would just give up, but instead he kicked the stall door and it swung open, crashing into my knees. I screamed, and there I was, sitting with my pants around my ankles, completely helpless. There were three other kids behind Angelo, and they were all laughed, acting like they were gagging from the smell of my shit. I could only scream, get out! That didn't do anything. They rushed me and pulled me off the toilet. I fell on the floor. They laughed some more before spinning me around and pushing my face in the shit-filled toilet water. I couldn't do anything about it. I was kicking and screaming, but I was too weak, and I thought I was going to die. Just as I was giving up, I heard the door swing open and someone bark, hey! It was a teacher, and Angelo and the other kids ran. I pulled my head out from the toilet, but I was too scared to turn around. I could feel the teacher hovering over me. He just sighed with disgust and said, Clean yourself up and get back to class. He turned and walked away. What a dick. I sat there for a minute, trying to figure out what to do. Then in my ear, I heard the whisper. This time she sounded a little different, a little colder. She said,
0: He walks home alone, you know. Through the woods?
2: smiled after school she told me exactly where to go where to stand what tree to hide behind
0: pick up that branch the heavy one she whispered hurry he's almost here
2: I picked up the branch tucked myself behind the tree and waited I was fucking excited I stayed quiet for a few more minutes before I started to hear footsteps crunching through the leaves we were getting closer and closer it was Angelo alone Just like she said he would be.
0: I'm going to count to three. And then you're going to swing that branch into his stupid fat face.
2: Fuck yeah I was.
0: One. Two.
2: Three. I swung that fucking branch as hard as I could. With a strength that came from someplace else. Someplace unnatural. The branch smashed so hard into Angelo's face, I swear it almost exited through the back of his skull. The sharp bark tore skin from bone. His cracked teeth sprayed out as if shot from some kind of blood cannon. I pulled back to see him hit the ground with a sick thud. His face split in two. A gaping wound opened wide from just below his hairline to, to the bottom of his lip. The whites of his eyes were now a pink and purple. He twitched and quivered and made an ugly gurgling sound as the white meat from under his skin pushed out into the sunlight. It was hilarious.
0: You're not done, she whispered. He's not dead yet.
2: I lifted the branch high over my head. She said, make
0: him suffer.
2: And I did. I pounded his head over and over and over until it was flat. A red, pulpy pancake pushed into the dirt. I looked down at that shit bag, and I didn't feel one bit of remorse. He deserved it, I thought. He deserved worse. But now what? I'm going to get caught. I'm fucked. I started to panic. Bury him.
0: No one will ever find him.
2: I thought, there's no way I'm going to get away with this. And as I had heard many times before.
0: Danny, trust me. I'll protect you.
2: I began to scrape the soft dirt with my blood soaked branch. Bits of skin and tissue dragged off into the makeshift grave. I managed to dig about four feet deep before hitting solid rock.
0: That's deep enough.
2: I tucked my hands underneath Angelo's torso and began to roll them toward the ditch. His mutilated mush of a skull stuck to the ground and created resistance. I pushed harder until finally it peeled away with a wet squish of suction. One more roll and he was in.
0: Forget the
2: teeth. I looked down and I saw five or six blood-stained teeth at my feet, so I kicked them in the grave, took one last glance at that stupid fuck and covered them up. And that was that. After that day, shit started to go my way. I won't bore you with all the details, but as I grew up, I learned how to get what I wanted. If I ever wavered, she was there to whisper what to do. To be completely honest, most of the time I didn't do things the most respectable or even legal way. But hey, fuck it. It worked and I was protected. I escaped my parents, I got girls, cars, money, all that shit. Sure, I may have left a few victims behind and done some horrible things. You can judge me all you want, but the way I see it, I would have stayed a victim my whole life if it wasn't for those whispers. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't always smooth sailing. Sometimes the whispers would stop, sometimes for days or even weeks. Those gaps of silence were terrifying, even paralyzing. I felt abandoned, helpless. Simple tasks would become agonizing. What if I turned right when I should have turned left? I would start to question my own sanity. But then she would return. She would always return, just in time.
0: Drive to Vegas.
2: And I would, and I would win, and I would win, and I would win. She knew every number to bet, every hand to raise or fold. I'd win so much they'd throw me out of my ass, but I didn't care. I'd just head back to my hotel for room service and three hookers. Far cry from Danny diarrhea, huh? So yeah, fast forward a few more years and I'm sitting alone in my car. I don't even remember the circumstances or where the fuck I was, but anyway, I'm sitting there and I hear her. It's time. Okay, time for what?
0: There's a gun in the glove box. Take it out and shoot yourself in the head.
2: I know this sounds weird, but I wasn't surprised by this. I mean, at this point, what was going to surprise me? I had been living my life through instructions whispered to me by some invisible woman. Still, I did wonder why she was telling me to blow my brains out. Not that I didn't trust her judgment. She hadn't steered me wrong yet.
0: I've done all I can for you. It's your turn now.
2: My turn for what, I thought.
0: Your turn to whisper. Your turn to do for another as I have done for you.
2: So I reached over. Opened the glove box, put the gun to my head, and pulled the trigger. BAM! What a fucking mess. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's a load of bullshit. If you blew your brains out and you're dead, how are you telling us this? Well, I told you there was a point to this story, didn't I?
0: And here it is. Remember my voice.
2: See, if you're listening to this story, and you can hear me, then you are open. Open to the whisper. Open to my whisper. So if you find yourself in a moment of desperation, or indecision, or need, or danger, and you hear me in your ear, I suggest you listen. What I tell you might not always make sense, or seem like the right thing to do but don't be scared. Trust me. I'll protect you.
1: The Whisper, written by Spider-One. Featuring Spider-One as Danny, Chrissy Fox as The Whisper, and Angelo Demetrius. Tyler Connolly as The Teacher. Story engineered by Tyler Connolly. Music and sound design by Chrissy Fox. (laughs) Bleeder's Digest is created and curated by Spider One, Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand. Theme music by Trevor Shand, Tyler Connolly, and Chrissy Fox. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode. Bleeder's Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network.